Another slogan that we hear is, but they love each other. In fact, this is this is really at the core of a lot of the pro uh, game, uh, pro same sex marriage movement and things like that. Is but they love each other. They love each other. There's one problem with this though. They never define the word love. I have no idea what is meant by love in this particular scenario. Their love seems to be generally about the intensity of emotions and desires for each other. Hey, that can be intense. But that is not a good definition of love. You know what? You know where a good definition of love is? In the Bible. And in fact, as Christians, we have a specific understanding of love that is revealed to us in the scriptures where Paul seemed to try to be correcting the false understanding of love of the culture around him, just like we need to continue to do. And so we have that in 1 Corinthians 13. But let me take you to a different passage today. You, you're familiar with that. We've talked about it already. But let me look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. The less commonly quoted John 3.16, 1 John 3.16. This is the chief example of love in the Bible. Here's how you can test things. Is, is it love? Well, this is what love looks like. 1 John 3.16 says, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Laying down your life, or self sacrifice for the benefit of others. That is a great example of love. In fact, by this, we know love. He sacrificed himself for the benefit of others. This is so different than the kind of thing they mean when they say, but they love each other. You mean they'll make sacrifices for the other person's benefit? Like not sinning with each other. That would be a good sacrifice to make in this situation. Just like if a, um, if, if a married woman felt the type, that type of love for a man she's not married to. The most loving thing she could actually do for that man is to distance herself radically from that individual because you don't want to, you don't want to fall into sin, you sin against God, sin against each other, sin against your marriage. And if that guy really cares about and loves that woman, he's going to distance himself from her because he's not going to ruin her marriage and mess up their lives because that's not love. That's just desire. So one, we have the chief example of love in 1 John 3, 16, self-sacrifice. Two, it is not in the Bible. It is not, 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 not chiefly romantic. Biblical love is not chiefly a romantic thing. I like romance, but that is not primarily what love is about in the scripture. It is not chiefly romantic love between a husband and wife. There is far more brotherly love discussed than husbandly, wifely love. There is far more love between fathers and, and, and children and, and this sort of thing. And if you think about it, you've got maybe one spouse, if you're married at all, but everybody else is your brother and sister. And that's why the Bible constantly exhorts brotherly love. This is, this is the type of love. And I know this now being married, the type of love I really give my wife is really the same kind of love I give to everybody else. It's not really qualitatively that different. We just enjoy another aspect of the relationship that is secure just for marriage. But I give her the same type of love that I give everybody else. Just thoughtfulness, self-sacrifice, concern for her well-being and how she is, you know, that sort of thing. But that's not in and of itself romantic. Flowers are romantic, but love is in itself is, is a self-sacrifice for the other's benefit. One example of loving people like this would be not engaging in immoral sexual behavior with them. So they love each other turns out to be a really good reason why they should not engage in immoral sexual behavior together. Is it possible for love itself to make wicked things good? 
Is that possible? Now this is, goes right up against Hollywood and their typical <laughs> portrayals of love and the, and the types of things you find yourself rooting for people that are actually doing very wrong things because they're, you know, that's the, that's the way it's presented. But the scripture says love does not rejoice in iniquity. And I would say not only does love not make sin okay, real love does not endorse sin for two specific reasons. One, sin hurts the people who do it and hurts the very person that you purport to love while you're doing it. You're injuring them in that. That act is not love because it's sin against them. That's, that, that is not a loving part of that relationship. Number two, when I sin, I fail to love God and that is my chief calling in life. Love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Then love my neighbor as myself. So love of my neighbor does not give me motive to then go against the love of, of God. It's just such confusion. In fact, in domestic violence counseling, which is something I do uh, on a weekly basis, and we have that ministry here at the church, um, we talk frequently about something we call love confusion. Because one of, the, one of the most difficult things to do when you see a couple who has a cycle of violence going on, where it's real strong violence and really bad behavior going on, is getting them to the point where they realize this isn't love. Because it has the feelings of love, but without having the qualities of love. We call it love confusion. It's a common term we use in the, in the, uh, in the program. And there's a reason for that because it is quite confusing. These intense emotions, they seem like love, but it is not what the Bible describes as love. And it is not probably what onlookers into that relationship would go, yeah, that's love. So these particular acts, and notice when we are against homosexual behavior, we're not, we're not, I'm not against two guys holding hands. That's a, 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 culturally, it's a strange thing in America, but it's not in and of itself something that something's wrong with it. It's against the physical plumbing issues of two men being in bed together and inserting parts of bodies and where they don't belong. If you understand what is actually in question here, it's clearly not a loving thing. Does love make adultery okay? Ask anyone who's ever been cheated on if love made that adultery okay. Does love make incest okay? What if I really love someone so I choose to kidnap them? What if I really love someone and they want me to kidnap them but they're, they're like 17 and not 18 and so that I kidnap them? But we love each other, so it's okay, right? No, of course not. Does love make lying or fornication or premarital sex okay? Does love do any of these things? No, of course not. Love is not the condition that makes otherwise wrong things okay. That's nowhere in the moral, in the Christian worldview is this out there. And, and certainly, it's like, you rob banks? Yeah, but you don't understand. I love to rob banks. <laughs> oh, well, no, if it's love, then it's okay. This is an unlivable, another unlivable standard. Love doesn't make these things okay. What they'll do is they'll create a false dichotomy between love and lust. Like either you love each other or you lust for each other. But in reality, again, that's describing um, love as being sex with good intentions and lust as being sex with bad intentions, which is completely confusing and, and not accurate. You can love somebody and have lust for them. You can lust them only and love for them only or have or both or perhaps you really do care for someone and yet you have lust just plain desire for them and for that very reason again you distance yourself from them because of your actual care for them. This anyway life's a little bit more complicated than that false dichotomy. <laughs>